As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I also had to think back and reach back to people I met along the way Mm -hmm. in my career to say, oh, you were a coach. Like, how did you do it? And so it does take putting yourself out there and saying, I'd love a little advice. I love your leadership style. What's something that you would offer to me in this journey? So I think staying connected with other people. Just open up and ask those questions. Yeah. And then it starts to snowball. You have to be vulnerable. Be willing to be vulnerable. Susan Ross, my guest today, a life and leadership coach, very busy mom to three active boys who recently took the professional leap of her life, leaving MasterCard Inc. after 15 years in human resources. Was it frightening? Absolutely. Susan says it was the bravest and hardest thing she's done so far. She always knew she was meant to coach. But how did she know she was ready to launch her own business and author a book? Welcome back to Bucket List Careers. I'm Crystal Laurie. So happy you're listening in with me. Susan began her new career as a CEO and founder of Intention Personal Development Group not long after leaving her role as a senior vice president. She says her aha moment came when she could no longer ignore that voice, telling her to stop dragging her life behind her. A powerful way to look at it. Let's get to the conversation. Susan, I want to welcome you to Bucket List Careers. Thanks for being on the podcast with me today. Thank you for having me. I am thrilled to be here. It's such a privilege. Well, I'm excited. We're neighbors and... Your narrative is obviously one that makes sense for the show. You have a great Mm -hmm. pivot that we're going to dig into. But also, it's nice to have a coach like you on the show because you can give us some great takeaways and advice. We can dig into that as well. Thank you. That's not how my family feels. They're like, oh, no more (laughs) coaching, mom. (laughs) So that's a nice feeling. (laughs) That's funny. And I did notice on your website, the tagline that you prominently display Inspiring people to live and lead with purpose across Mm. your work and your life. So that couldn't be more apropos. So let's dig into before your big pivot to what you really feel lights you up. Your previous work life, if you will, was at MasterCard. You spent, I think, about 15 years there. You had reached a high level as an SVP. Tell me what was working and then what wasn't. I love that. Let's start with what's working. So Mm -hmm. I really grew up at MasterCard. I think I started with a fiance and I left with a husband, two dogs, two houses (laughs) and three boys. So I literally grew up there. That's funny. And I had seven amazing jobs. I just loved my work. It was very people driven. I was in corporate human resources. So doing the stuff that I loved with other great humans. And it was just a really exciting time in my life. I was there for about 15 years. 
So a really long stint. I had challenging work. I was making great money. It was a company that was great to its people and very flexible with me as a new mom. And I had a lot of fertility treatments and things. And so I had the flexibility I needed to live my life and do what I needed to do. It was really a dream in so many ways. But you did, in the end, walk away from that. And you actually said that to me. A lot of people thought I was being crazy walking away from a flexible job like this. So where did you find the strength to do it? And what's the big why? Yeah. And you know what? I will I will shift that but to an and because that's one of the fun things that I do mm. in my work. It's like two opposite things can be true at the same time. I like, like that. We make our lives a but. Like I'm happy, but uh, you know, if I'm not happy, I'm sad. It's this or it's that. Good point, Susan. It can be both. Yeah. You know? And so the yes and energy is like, yes, it was a great job and it worked for me for a long time. And I started to feel like I really needed something different. And for a long time, I had this feeling that I wanted to break the rules. I didn't want to be working in an office anymore. I wanted to spend more time with my boys. I wanted more freedom to be someone a little bit different and to separate from this identity. I mean, everyone knew me as Susan Ross from MasterCard. I would see people in airports and I'm like, you're Susan (laughs) Ross from MasterCard. And I thought that's the only identity I'm ever going to have. And it was a great one. But finally, or and finally, I had no other choice but to really listen to myself. And I think I was very much in my head for many years. So it wasn't a clean decision. Hmm. It had to grow over time. I wish it was clean. That sounds so nice, but it was more messy. It was a long journey of wanting something and then quieting that voice saying, I really want something else. Totally. And so it took a while and it wasn't an easy road. It was very zigzaggy, a lot of self-doubt along the way. We should get into that, but you make a good point. Not everybody has a big pivot or aha moment, Mm. but something was shifting in you and you do describe yourself as a coaching enthusiast and you always have been one. (laughs) So how did you figure out this was right for you? Yeah. Over time, I realized that the cost of staying would be greater than the reward of leaving. And so I think I stayed because I wanted to follow the rules. I wanted to do what any normal person would do and stay with the certainty as opposed to making that jump and leap for something I didn't even have, but thought that I wanted. Right. You know, it was kind of hard to go home and tell your parents, I'm leaving a great high paying job for no job. However, I think I started shifting and listening to my heart along the way because our minds are very strong and that's where a lot of our saboteur brains lives. What I, you know, we call them as coaches, right? Your critic mind, your limiting voices that say, you can't do that. People will think you're crazy. You'll look stupid. Everyone will laugh at you. You know, you're not good enough to do that. Whatever that voice is. So true. Or you've worked so long for this, you know, 15 years of your life doing one thing towards a goal and to leave that behind. I just stopped myself from saying, but, and I'm going to use, and, <laughs> and though there is this whole concept of transferring your skills, mm. all those years that you were there in HR, building that part of you and your career narrative is not in vain if you have evolved to something. I love the like word what evolve. you're doing yeah. and you've transferred it. So how were you able to do that? What you were doing before and yeah. applying that somewhat to what you do now? Well, I knew as I was getting ready to go, I knew three things and three things only. I used this little 
formula be, do, have sort of starting with who you want to be and working towards what you want to have as opposed to the reverse, right? Mm. Usually people say, oh, I want to have a lot of money. And then they back into how to get there. Yeah, I wanted to be more intentional in my life. I wanted to do heart-centered work every single day. So I knew I still wanted to work, but I wanted to love what I was doing. And I wanted to have more joy and balance. And so I use that to make the transition. And I knew that coaching was an element of my HR job that I loved. It was the one-on-one connection with people that I loved more than the strategy or, you know, a lot of other things that came with the work. Yeah. And so I pivoted into becoming a coach almost as a bridge from one thing to the other. So what was an initial stumbling block for you? Because you must have had obstacles that you overcame to become an entrepreneur totally on your own. Yes. You've said that women often believe they need to please everyone around them and quote unquote, Mm. follow the rules. So let's talk about shutting that voice down and how you navigated any obstacles that are related to that. So many obstacles. The strength was already knowing what I wanted to do and focus my energy on. Like I knew that I had a purpose. Yeah. I knew that I wanted to stick more with what my heart was telling me than what my head was telling me, because those limiting voices live in your head. And if you keep listening to those, it's like having a one-sided conversation. And so I really had to listen to my heart. Our heart is a very intelligent part of us. It actually, our heart starts beating before our brain is formed. Hmm. That's very true. Good to think about. It has as many neurons as the brain does, and it's constantly sending us signals of how to live and be. And so once I just went down a level and really felt what I wanted, what was going to give me a sense of purpose, as opposed to what I was afraid of, things shifted. And I knew there was something great on the other side of that uncertainty. So I think focusing on what my life could look like, having a vision of something even better to drive towards while everybody else was saying like, are you sure you want to do that? And you're right. You worked 15 years for this but I knew that there was something more. And so just trusting in myself and I think quieting those voices and living from a place of purpose, which to me is a heart place, as opposed to a place of just your mind, because your mind, those, those voices in your mind are great at creating stress and drive and success. But if you only live there, you're not going to have success and happiness. Can't have both there. If you're just living in that mind that says, so you got to be more, you got to do more, you got to listen to the rules. So you have to really get to a place where you're more inside out than outside in. Stop asking, what does everybody else want of me? What's the right way? What's the typical way? But like, what do I want? Like, what's my own agenda in life? Yeah, I love that. And I think we subvert that for like what everybody else wants of us. And I was great at that because I was a firstborn and I love to please my parents. Mm-hmm. And Same. in HR, firstborn. that was that was the, the role, right? I had to make sure everybody else around me was happy, but I never turned those questions on myself. And so that was a stumbling block and just getting to that decision. Yes. But I also think it was the fear of who, who am I going to be in? What will I say I do when people say like, well, what, what kind of coach are you? I still don't answer that question. And so I decided to just sit in the uncertainty and say, I'm not sure yet. I really use the power of that word oh, yet. That's honest. I'm not sure yet. That's very yeah. transparent. People- I'm figuring it out. That appeals yeah. to people. In terms of practical things that you had to achieve in this journey, mm. getting clients, getting yes. a, an LLC or or whatever you had to do. Yep, both of them. Did those. you have a guide? Tell me about that. Maybe there's someone out there who wants to start a coaching business like you and you can help. 
I would say I had many guides along the way and going through a coaching program. So I knew I wanted to get certified and everyone said, oh, don't get certified. You've been doing this forever. You don't need to. People offered me jobs where I didn't need a certification, but I knew again, like really thinking about or feeling into what I knew, what my own truth was that I wanted to get a certification. I met people on that journey who were walking in the same direction. Some of those teachers, some of those mentors, but I also had to think back and reach back to people I met along the way Mm -hmm. in my career to say, oh, you were a coach. Like, how did you do it? And so it does take putting yourself out there and saying, I'd love a little advice. I love your leadership style. What's something that you would offer to me in this journey? So I think staying connected with other people. Just open up and ask those questions. Yeah. And then it starts to snowball. You have to be vulnerable. Be willing to be vulnerable. You also realize no, everyone's wondering about something, you know? Right. I mean, there's no weakness in just picking people's brains. What would you say is singular about your coaching if we were to actually dig into it and put it under a microscope? What sets you mm. apart? My own authentic style, like for me, is really, I expect when someone's coaching with me that they're going to start feeling more like themselves, not less. And I would also say leadership. So I'm on a leadership journey. I think everyone's on a leadership journey. If the context is work or life, it's still applicable. You're the leader of your life. And so what are you creating in your life? What are you choosing? You know, choosing is a leadership energy. We're not just reacting to what's around us. We're saying, ah, What's something new? How are we going to transform what is for something else? It's a very active state. Yeah. And so once you developed that, did that lead to your book? Because I know you have a new book out. Welcome to Planet Positive. Great title. Tell me about the origins of that. It's interesting because my son went through a very hard time. I was crushed for him. And then I told him a story. It's called The Farmer's Story. It's also known as The Taoist Story. It's like an ancient Chinese story. And the lesson, I could tell you the story, but the Google it, the lesson of the story is really how you see something in the world, whether it's good or whether it's bad, really shapes how you respond to that thing. Mm -hmm. And so if you say to yourself, oh my gosh, this is bad, then it's going to be bad. But if you can see a couple steps down the road and what could happen that you never expected, the uncertainty and the beauty and all of that mess, right? Three steps later, you're having the time of your life and you're on a different soccer team that you never would have been or whatever the case is. Yes. It shifts everything. And so he really shifted his mindset very quickly. And I was almost overnight. I was so inspired with how resilient he was that I thought, this is the type of thing I want to allow children to realize they can choose the mindset that they hold. It's powerful work and grownups can do the same thing. (laughs) Do you feel that it's helped him? I mean, I understand what you're saying. It's the lens with which you look through everything. Yes. And what you choose to focus on, has that been beneficial to him? Absolutely. I mean, he recovered from that beautifully. And I think life and leadership is really all about recovery. It's not about not making a mistake. It's about knowing how to bounce back from that mistake you know, Ariana Huffington calls resilience the word of the decade. I love that. Like, I just did a solo episode on the power of resilience mm, and the power to so push bad. through because I'm seeing that common thread in almost every episode. Talk to me about this three, two, one that you do each day. I think my listeners would like it. It, it relates to gratefulness. It does. So some of the work that I do is called positive intelligence, and it's all about being in your more positive energy. So it's clear-headed, positive, calm energy, as opposed to like the stress, you know, reactive anxiety energy. So gratefulness is something that just has a different, more positive vibration in terms of an emotion. And so in order to just 
get your mindset where you want it to be each day. You can do it in the morning or you can do it at night. I do this three, two, one. So it's three things you're grateful for. Two brags. So two things you're proud of. It's okay. You're giving yourself permission for that, right? Which we right? never and do. And you really have to give permission. People hate that. We never do. But the gratefulness keeps your energy up. You immediately shift your spirit when you say out loud or write down what you're grateful for. Yeah. And a brag, something you're proud of, it's like we don't celebrate the wins. That's a way to integrate those things back into your being, into your spirit, feel good about it, right? We keep a tab of all of the things we haven't done well. And so really just taking a minute to pause and internalize the things that are those small successes and then an intention for the day. Maybe you want to be more patient with your family, or maybe you want to be more courageous that day, whatever it is, but setting that intention for yourself is part of just being more conscious around what you're creating. And you do that in the morning, right? I do, or I do it at night and write it down. Mm. And so sometimes I put a piece of paper or a notebook like on my pillow with a pen, sort of remind myself. That's a good idea. Like a little trigger. How I want to go to sleep, last thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's just a little bit of a palate cleanser too. Whatever it is you don't want to take with you to sleep. Yes. I like that concept. I do. We like to give advice and takeaways for the listeners at the end of every episode. So what do you think is most powerful or compelling, you know, based on what you've been through for my listeners on achieving purpose career-wise? Oh, so many things. Well, I would love to say around as it relates to purpose is that purpose is not found outside of you. It is really like an internal discovery. So when people think, oh, I have no purpose, I need to quick do something, I have to find a job or figure something out, and then you're back in your head, you have to sort of get into your heart space and get more quiet and be more so in a state of being like, who do you want to be? What do you love? And so I usually use three questions. And the first one is, what is it that you really like love to do? What lights you up? Totally. When five hours go by, like five minutes, what is the thing you're doing? Think about that. What's giving you energy as opposed to taking it away? Yeah. And then the second is, what are you great at? What are people coming to you for regularly? Because there's something. What comes naturally, yes. That's right. And so if you can combine what you love with what you're great at, that's amazing. And then if you really want to have the trifecta, <laughs> you know, what can you get paid for? Like, what does the world need? How can you serve? So those are three things. And if you can find where those three things cross over, that's just the sweet spot. It's actually... The essence of that is taken from the Japanese word ikigai, which means reason for being. There's a lot of work around that, but that's sort of the, the short version. You find purpose from within. So it's not hard. It shouldn't be hard, right? It should feel easy. It, it makes a lot light. of sense. It really does if we can just be aware. So we would love to send our listeners online to find out more about you, your coaching. We can certainly find your book on Amazon, right? You can. You can find my book on Amazon and a lot of local bookshops. You can read more about me, my work, the book, all on intentiongroup.com. All right, Susan Ross, you are an amazing force. I have to say, this is even mm. better than I imagined. Her new book, Welcome to Planet Positive. Go check it out, everybody. Loved having you on Bucketless Careers. Thanks, Susan. Thank you so much, Krista. Thank you so much for being with me for another episode of Bucketless Careers. I'm your host, Krista Laurie. So I am actually taking a vacation shortly on a little bit of a personal note, a mother-daughter trip to, ready? Paris. So exciting. Of course, we're going to take a podcast break as a result of it. Being end of the summer, I figure you will understand. Also, always good to recharge your batteries and take time with family. We won't totally disappear from social media. I'm going to post some content during that time frame, and then we'll have a brand new Bucket List Careers guest 
after Labor Day weekend, so you can look forward to that. Be sure to share any episodes that speak to you. So appreciate you guys supporting the show like that. Write me a review and let me know if you have any great guest ideas. Thanks so much for listening. Be well. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean not a cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.